Welcome to Christian Revival Church with Pastor Adbosop once again. This week's message will truly bless you, titled, We Have This Treasure Within. Enjoy. Say it with me this morning. Say, I have. No, everybody say it. Say, I have everything I need to experience God's overflow and to fulfill my destiny in Jesus' name. Do you believe it today? Say, we give the Lord a praise. Take your seats and open your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I hope you are ready to go deeper this morning, all right? We're not going to stay in ankle deep water. We want to go deeper in theology, in the Word. And uh, we want to mature and not stay baby Christians, right? So I want to talk to you about the message this morning is we have this treasure. I want to talk to you about the greatest treasure that you can ever possess. And it's not the money in the vault. It's not your five carat diamond ring. It's not your fancy painting. It's not your car. It's not your chow. I'm going to talk to you about something that is more precious than anything else in your life. And I, I think sometimes we live as if we have nothing. So we struggle through life. So let's see what Jesus came to do. And maybe the greatest revelation we can have as Christians after salvation is what I'm going to start talking on this morning as a series. So we have this treasure within. Second Corinthians 4 verse 1 to 10. I read from the Passion Translation, the Bible says, Now it's because of God's mercy that we've been entrusted with the privilege of the new covenant ministry. And we will not quit or faint with weariness. Oh, I can preach on any word, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, you, have you ever heard of the Quitters Club? No, why? Because everybody who joined it quit. So when you quit on your dream, you will never see it fulfilled. He says we reject every shameful cover-up and refuse to resort to cunning trickery or distorting the Word of God. Instead, we open up our souls to you by presenting the truth to everyone's conscience in the sight of the presence of God. Even if our gospel message is veiled, it is only veiled to those who are perishing. The unbelievers, the unsaved, the haters, the mockers, the scoffers, scoffers, many of them that run the media in the world, pushing their agenda on a world that has no clue about what truth is. A minority controlling the agenda and the narrative in our world. That's why as Christians, we have to begin to wise up and we have to grow a backbone or a spine and we have to begin to stand for truth in education, the way we raise our children. Say amen. We're not going to allow the Canadians to decide what we teach in our schools. Our new government will come to their senses and this foolishness in our schools will have to be addressed and changed because we are ambassadors of the truth and we are here to speak truth. So don't think I'm going to tone things down and pacify anybody. I'm not. We're going to tone things up because as we shine the light, we are going to expose, expose the cockroaches and we are going to expose the devils and we're going to expose the deceptions. Say amen in Jesus' name. He says, For their minds have been blinded by the God of this world, that's Satan, Lucifer, leaving them in unbelief. Their blindness 
keeps them from seeing the day spring of light. So they, so they, they just cannot understand what we are supposed to understand. Of the gospel, of the glory of Christ, who is the divine image of God. We don't preach ourselves, but rather the Lordship of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. If Jesus Christ is Lord of your life, jump to your feet and give Him a praise today. Come on. If His Lord is Lord of the storm, He's Lord of the valley. He says, For God who said, Let brilliant light shine out of darkness, is the one who cascaded the light into us. Not upon us, into us. The brilliant dawning light of the glorious knowledge of God as we gaze into the face of Jesus Christ. We are like common clay jars. I okay, how blessed you are. From dust you came and to dust you will return. I don't care how smart you are. You are but a clay jar. Amen. A smart clay jar, if I may add. An anointed clay jar. That carry this glorious treasure within. You know, people wait for something from the outside. They wait for a move of God to come from without or a prophet to give them a word. And yet Paul talks about the greatest treasure that any human being can ever possess. That treasure is within you. It's not something you have to look for. It's something you have to recognize. Something you have to discern. Something you have to treasure. Because a treasure is something that is to be treasured. Right? Not rocket science. So that... I want to read that again. We're like common clay jars who carry this glorious treasure within so that the immeasurable power, everybody say power, will be seen as God's and not ours. Though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. Say amen. At times we don't know what to do, but quitting is not an option. Say amen. Come on, look alive this morning. Hallelujah. We are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. Say amen. We may be knocked down, but we are not knocked out. I'm not going to tell you who won the fight this morning, but it's good news for South Africa, okay? There I'm the party spoiler because many of you said, oh, I do not want to know who won. I never said a name. I just said good news for South Africa, okay? That's all I said. Whatever that means, I don't know. He says, we continually share in the death of Jesus in our own bodies so that the resurrection life of Jesus will be revealed through our humanity. So we, we, we see the words treasure, we see the words within, we see the words the power of Christ, we see victory, we see that we bounce back, we see that we never quit, we see we have the ability to endure no matter what. And I wanna talk about what gives us that ability, what gives us that power to be strong when we feel weak, to get up when we are knocked down, to keep on keeping on when we want to quit. What gives us that strength to know what to do when nobody else knows what to do? When you run out of options, when you run out of answers, where do you turn to? What power have you received? What is this treasure that Paul is talking about in verse seven, our text? He says, for we are like common clay jars. On the outside, we don't seem to be great or many of us don't. He says, but we carry this glorious treasure within. I want you to put your hand on your heart this morning and say it as we mean it. Say, I carry a glorious treasure within. Say it again. I carry a glorious treasure within. 
That means glory. That means honour. That means favour. That means power. That means you're going to shine. That means victory. Because you carry a glorious power on the inside. I said you carry a glorious power on the inside. You have a glorious power. That's the why the Bible says we go from glory to glory. We don't go from glory to defeat. We don't go from defeat to defeat. We go from glory to glory. So sometimes when people read the Bible, they think Paul is just trying to get us spiritual to get us to heaven. Not so. Sure, our first desire is to make heaven right, but we still have to live these lives down here as doctors, lawyers, dentists, advocates, teachers, husbands, wives, parents, and we have to navigate through life. How? By understanding who we are and discerning what we have and dipping into this treasure. Because the Bible says, from the heart we draw wells of water from. Knowledge, wisdom, power, strength dwells within you. So I want to talk about this treasure. And the treasure Paul is talking about is, we receive that treasure the moment the light, that's why preaching of the gospel is the first place we start. And don't forget our Loftus Fersfeld event. Please, everybody be there. We'll announce the date. We are believing God for 30,000 people there and thousands and thousands of people get saved. Okay, our Easter harvest event. Shout amen. So he says, uh, uh, so we receive this treasure the moment the light of the gospel enters our hearts. Because when, 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 when the light of the gospel shines, we see what we never saw before, right? You were a drunkard, now you are saved. You lived a certain way, now you live another way. What changed you when the light of the gospel penetrated your heart and your mind and you opened your heart to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior? The day you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, Savior, that day you receive the glorious treasure of God's presence. Hallelujah. You receive a treasure. You receive heaven's treasure. You receive what was confined to the Ark of the Covenant under the Old Testament. You receive the holy presence of God. You receive the Shekinah. Oh, come on. You receive the Shekinah glory of God. You receive God Himself living on the inside of you. The moment you receive Jesus Christ, this glorious presence of God invades your life. Or let me say, enters your life and wants to permeate your whole being and flow through you. So we, we, we don't have to live as if we don't have. That's why Paul says, I can do all things through Christ. People go like, I can do all things. No, you can't. You can do all things through Christ. What God has predestined you for. So this treasure, this treasure is the greatest treasure on the planet dwelling in us. The indwelling presence of Christ. That's why when you read the Bible, you will always see the word Christ, which really means the anointed one and His anointing. The anointed one, Jesus Christ, and the anointing now dwells in you. That's the treasure you have through the indwelling Holy Spirit, who you have received. Amen. How many of you have received the Holy Spirit to live in you? Amen. Lift your hand and say amen. So you didn't receive a Holy Spirit. You received the fullness of of the Godhead. You received the presence of God. You know, the Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. We have to wise up, then we will rise up. We need to get a revelation of what we have received, believe it, become it, 
so we can see what God has planned for us. It's like people go through this life struggling. Yes, there will be storms, but He's Lord of the storms. Yes, there will be uh, valleys to navigate through, but He's the Lord of the valley. And He's the one who says, I prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. That means I'm going to make you sit down for the battle is not yours, but the Lord's. He says, I'm going to anoint your head with fresh oil. Come on. And as that anointing touches your mind, changes your thoughts, your cup will overflow. Hallelujah. But you first have to sit in the Word of God and then you have to allow God to anoint your mind. Come on, allow the refreshing presence of God to come and the more your mind changes, the more unbelief goes and doubt goes and fear goes and rejection goes and shame goes, the more your cup is going to fill up and fill up and fill up and overflow. Hallelujah. We want a miracle. God said, I've done the greatest miracle 2,000 years ago. I've provided everything for life and godliness. I have given you everything you will ever need to fulfill the destiny I've called you to live. So why do you live as if you lack something? You lack nothing. You lack nothing. You have received the fullness of God. You have a treasure. I want to shout it out. You have a treasure, not a bottle of perfume. You have a treasure. You have a treasure that will lead you and guide you and inspire you and refresh you. A treasure you can dip from, a treasure you can consult. You have a treasure, the glory of God, the indwelling presence of God, the anointing. So when we talk about the anointing, we all the people always think it's this mystical thing that only some people carry. But it's not. It is the treasure you have. It is the wellspring of life that Jesus spoke about in John chapter 4. It is the, where the river flows from that Jesus spoke from in John chapter 7. So we need to stop looking at what we don't have. It's like I said at Planet Shakers and everybody was a little bit shocked, but it's the truth. I said, we sing more of you, more of you. And it's like God says, what do you mean more of me? It's like your wife is next to you and you say to her, more of you. Okay, maybe she can give you more attention. I get that. But God is a full-on God, right? But there's not a little Jesus and a bigger Jesus. There's not a little Holy Spirit living in some of us and a big Holy Spirit living in others of us. There's not a little deposit in some of us and a big deposit in others of us. I'll say it again. My people perish for lack of knowledge because we've made this teaching, our walk with God, a religion. And our pursuit of God is something we don't put at, as the top priority. So we will never discover this mystery. We will never discover the treasure. And we will never walk in the fullness of what God has for us. We're not going to get to heaven one day and, and, and you're going to say to God, well, God, why did you not do this or why did you not do that? So like Chanel and them that are walking through the storm with little CJ, they have a treasure that sustains them. They have a treasure that will guide them. They have a treasure that gives them the grace. Are you listening to me? It is in them because God knew before they faced, would, would face this trial, God knew exactly what they would face. So God prepared them beforehand and God placed a treasure in you beforehand. That's why you are wired a certain way. You think a certain way. You're an analytical person. God wired you that way. You are a thinker, all of us are, hopefully, amen. Uh, uh, um, God wired you that way. You are driven. God wired you that way. You have a certain personality. But for you to fulfill what God has for you, you need to operate in the unction. The unction to function. 
That means you have to know, discern, recognize what you have received and protect it. I said protect it. You have to respect it. You cannot treat it as common because it's not common. It is the mystery that was hidden from the ages. It is the revelation that Paul brings to the church. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Come on, Christ in you, the hope of a better future. Jesus living in you and Jesus living through you. The anointed one and His anointing. Oh, come on, living in you and living through you. So um, we don't need three steps. We need revelation of what we have received. So Colossians 1 verse 26, Paul writes, he says, there is a divine mystery. Now a mystery is something that has to be discovered. You have to uncover it to discover it. And once you discover it, the journey of recovery begins. The, 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 the challenge is we want a quick fix. We want to walk in a meeting, fall over, and we want all our problems to disappear. No. It's a journey from glory to glory. The more revelation comes between our minds, the more transformation is going to take place. So people are blinded by the God of this world. So they cannot see what Jesus did for them. But as Christians, the light of the gospel, the glorious image of Christ has the power to transform our minds if we allow it to. So we have to shut the door to all platforms of information and we have to dig into the Word of God, right? Otherwise, we get a wrong balance. It's like the grandparents or the kids visiting the grandparents. And like my daughters, they're very strict on their diet. But when they go, not to me, but to the other um, in-laws, their whole diet is messed up. So he says, living within you. There it is again. Living within you. Living, I know it's simple, but it's everything. Living within you is, Christ, is the Christ. Not the Antichrist, not a Christ, but the Christ who is who? The anointed one that every religion acknowledges. The Messiah living within you is the Christ, the anointed one and His anointing who floods you. Are you listening to me? Mark uh, gives you a little a dribble of inspiration. Who floods you. We want to talk about overflow. This is where it flows from. It flows from within. It flows from the Christ who lives within you. Christ who floods you. Not Christ who restrains you. Not Christ who limits you. Not Christ who minimizes you. But Christ who liberates you who floods you, listen, with the expectation of glory. Now we've spoken about the weight of God's glory, which is the presence of God, which brings prominence to your life, favor to your life, honor to your life, weight to your life. So if you add Christ to your life, you are adding all that heaven has. All the resources of heaven. All the blessings of heaven are wrapped up in who? In Christ. And where is Christ? That's why Paul says, Thanks be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. 
Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, that the blessings of Abraham might come by the Gentiles. So we have to understand this Christ life. We have to understand this treasure that we have. We cannot live not understanding, alienated from the life we have in Christ. This is something we have to embrace. This is something we need revelation of. Amen. Are you listening to me this morning, please? I said we're going to go deeper, so we have to put on our listening caps. Not just jump in the river and tomorrow you're the same. We say this, but we have to think what we say. Those who are touched by the river will never be the same. Well, if that river enters you, if Christ enters you, if the anointing of the Holy Ghost resides within you, right here, God lives in you. He doesn't live in you and go. Jesus said in John chapter 40, remember He said, I'm going to make my home with you. My Father and I, we're going to make our abode, our home, our dwelling. And He talks about, we are, I'm not going to come and go. So people want to come to church to find God. God lives in you, man. Paul says, what don't you understand? Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Your body is the, that clay jar, that clay vessel is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Oh, come on, man. That temple, that temple, that body that goes clubbing on a Friday night is the temple of the Holy Ghost. That clay jar that goes drinking, 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 drinking is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Hello? So you want to live the life Christ has for you, you have to discern His presence because His presence will keep you from sin. His presence will keep you from failure. His presence will sanctify you. You have to recognize what you have and stop looking for something that you don't actually need because you have all you need. Ah, uh, hello? It's like, Pastor, I'm not doing okay, so why? You know, it's just like there's something lacking. Yeah, I'll tell you what's lacking, understanding. Knowledge, revelation. You can't be a doctor and go operate and you don't know how to perform the procedure. You want to be a top doctor, you have to understand the procedure and understand what you can do and what you have, what's at your disposal. And the same for you as a Christian. This is for every believer, not for the sacred few that we put on pedestals and we try and sit in their shadow. And if they say a word, we think it's God talking to us more than the Word of God that already was given to us through the person of Jesus, through the apostles and prophets, and through the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. So this is the revelation known as the Pauline revelation. This is what took Paul 14 years to get a revelation of. Understanding when you receive the new life, what is it that actually happens to you? What is it that you actually receive? Who are you now? Well, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away, all things have become new. Well, are you living like the new creature? Explain to me what this new creature looks like. Explain to me what is the future of that new creature. Because that new creature is the Christ person who lives in you. It's no longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Galatians 2 verse 20 says. So I, I'm a new person. I have a new life. I have a new identity, but more than that, I have everything I need that will enable me and empower me to live this life, fulfilling my destiny, same as Jesus. And Luke 4, 18 and 19 applies to all of us. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, etc. But more than that, He says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to 
So until I don't discover my because, what is it that God has placed in me? And why did God place this in me? And then I live empowered through the treasure I have received. So when I go to work as a doctor, I know what to do. We'll see it now. As a teacher, I know what to do. In the moment of negotiation, you know what to do. If you live sensitive to the indwelling presence of Christ. Are you listening? Uh, Say amen. Am I talking too fast? You get double for the price of one. He says, living within you is Christ, who floods you with the expectation of glory. This mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure. Hallelujah. A chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for His people. And God wants everyone to know it. Hallelujah. Christ is our message. We preach to awaken and to bring every person into the full understanding of truth or of this truth that you have this treasure within you. It has become my inspiration, my passion in ministry to labor with a tireless intensity. Sometimes people say, why are you so intense? Because I am. I mean, Drikas wasn't going to win if he fought without intensity. I didn't, well, whatever. Sorry, uh, Marks. But you still don't know how he won. He says, with his power flowing through me. So, I'm intense, which means I'm focused in my assignment, whatever your assignment is, with this power. This power gives me the focus, the power, the intensity, the drive to present to every believer the revelation of being His perfect one in Christ. So this divine mystery is Christ in you, living with you is the Christ. The anointed one and His anointing, who now floods your heart with expectation and hope for the glory of God. Failure is not for the glory of God. Getting up from failure is for the glory of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So Christ who is in you is now your embedded treasure. Christ within you is now your hope of glory. The hope of your eternity and the hope of living this life for the glory of God in everything you do. Galatians 2, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I live, but Christ who lives in me. So this treasure we have received gives us the power, gives us the anointing, gives us the ability, gives us the unction to remain strong when we feel weak, to remain courageous when we feel like quitting. Say amen. To bounce back when we fall down. That's exactly what Paul said in that context of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He says it's this treasure that gives us the power so when we go through certain things we don't quit because we have a sustaining power on the inside. We have a motivator on the inside. We have a helper, oh come on man, on the inside. We have a strengthener on the inside. We have a guide on the inside. We have an enforcer on the inside. We have a deliverer on the inside. So He's the one who gives us um, the power to do great exploits for God, to do life. Living a victorious Christian life, right? To go through the valleys, 
to walk through the storms. Christ within you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. To do ministry, Christ within you, a treasure, a river that never runs dry. Hallelujah. A river that never runs dry. Going to that same place every day of your life and there's just a motivation on the inside because you've learned to respect and nurture the indwelling presence of Christ, the greatest treasure that any human being can have. Come on, if you are grateful that you have a treasure, we are gonna discover this treasure. Stand to your feet and give Him a praise. Come on and say it this morning. Say, I have a treasure, hallelujah. You know, I, I, I wanna say this. Um, you can take your seats. This Christian thing is not hype. I'm not here to preach you hyped up. I'm here to preach you hoped up. But this hope is in Christ. It's not in a preacher that comes and winds you up. Dream week, let's wind everybody up. And then a week later, people like flat batteries because they've never uh, tapped into what is in them already. Our job is to preach Christ. Our job is to get you to understand who you are. And yes, we recognize the prophets. I'm not anti-prophet. Many in the prophetic ministry think I'm anti the prophetic. I absolutely am not. I'm for the prophetic ministry that is clear in the New Testament. And that's not personal fortune telling. I'm not into that nonsense at all. Because the Holy Ghost gave you the Holy Ghost. Jesus gave you the Holy Ghost. Amen. To lead you and to guide you. You have your personal prophet on the inside of you. You have the indwelling presence of Christ. But you can go for counsel, which we all shoot when you make decisions. Not make a decision. And then say, Pastor, the Lord told me to do this. What do you think? It's nothing to think, John. Do you want me to put a stamp on what you decided? I'm not. I'm not going to say yay or nay because you used the God card. And when you use the God card, I can say nothing. If you go on social media and you say the Lord said, that's what you said. Don't then ask me to put a rubber stamp on what you announced on social media. It's not happening. pamper myself here for a I saw my mother do this always in front of the mirror. <laughs> we have to pamper ourselves in the Holy Ghost, right? The Bible says, put on the Lord Jesus. We have to remind ourselves that we have a treasure. And then in communion with God, we begin to live sensitive towards what we have on the inside. Because God guides you from where? From within. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 17 says, He that is joined to the Lord is what? One spirit. Your body is what? The temple of the Holy Ghost. So God lives in you. There's not God there and God yeah. Yes, the Father is in heaven. Jesus is seated at his right hand. I believe in the Trinity. And the Holy Spirit dwells in you. The indwelling presence of God, the anointing, comes through the Holy Spirit. Lives in you. You have the Holy Spirit, or you don't. And if you have the Holy Spirit, you know all things. You just know, you say, how? Because God knows, and where's God? God's in you. So I, told, I tell strong men especially, I say, never say I don't know. If you don't know, act dumb, meaning zip your lip, and just say, um, change the conversation. But never say, I don't know, because even when you don't know, 
God knows. But if you tell everybody, I don't know, you're not inspiring those people working in your company. You have the responsibility to get back on the mountaintop and go get in the presence of God and find out from the God who's omniscient and omnipresent, who knows all things and allow God to bring the inspiration and the revelation back in your heart so that you can walk back to those people in confidence and say, I know what to do, hallelujah. I know what to do, hallelujah. Because we all come to a place and a time where we don't know. But if you tell everybody, I don't know, you're not gonna inspire anybody. You think I always know what to do. Most of the time, I don't know what to do. That's why the just shall walk by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. We don't know, that's why we trust God, we believe God, and we keep our feet on the gospel of Christ and we walk in the lamp of the word and we stay connected to the indwelling treasure, the presence of the Holy Ghost. We, we, we operate from the unction that we have received in Jesus' name. And the more you re- respond to the unction, the more you will learn how to function. But we cannot have Pentecost every year and everybody comes to be filled with the Holy Ghost. What happened the rest of the year? Huh? Do we only live during Pentecost? No. Tomorrow you need to go back to work. You have to deal with situations, challenges, problems. And sometimes the storm doesn't go away. God walks you through the storm, but you have peace on the inside. And sometimes it can take three months, three years, 12 years, 15 years. I don't know. But you don't quit because there's grace on the inside, right? The indwelling presence of God gives you grace. Like Paul says, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Why? Because I'm living tapped into the treasure that I have on the inside. I have a river that never runs dry. I have an anointing. I have an unction. I know I have a future and I have a hope. If you believe it, say amen. Come on, give Him a praise. Oh, come on. Give Him a praise. I almost have to go. Just give God a praise and stir up. Stir up the water that you have. Stir up the well of life that you have. Stir up that anointing that you have received. And as we come this week to pray, we are going to stir up that unction. And we're going to run harder and stronger and do more for God than ever. Why? Because we can. How? Through the resurrection power of Christ. Not for our glory, but for His glory. Say amen in Jesus' name. Okay. So I have to close last scripture, otherwise I'll leave you hanging. So in 1 John chapter 2, verse 20, uh, Apostle John says, But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. That doesn't mean you know the outcome of the election. It means you know all things pertaining to your life, your career, your calling, your destiny. Thy word is a lamp to my feet. A light to my path. Not thy word points three years ahead. Every day you have to dip into the unction. Because sometimes you face an impossible situation and you absolutely don't know, right? And sometimes you're in that place and you feel snookered. Or you're in checkmate. But you know somehow God's going to come through for you. And you don't open your, your, your mouth. Almost I said fat mouth. That's a bad statement. You don't open your fat mouth. You don't open your mouth and speak death. When you don't know, you say nothing. 
He said, I trust you, Lord. Hallelujah. I have a hope, Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For God, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with praise oil. My cup runneth over. Hallelujah. And you say it, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. You may not know how, but you keep on walking. You keep on believing. You keep on trusting because that is what faith is. Reliant on the Word of God, on the promises of God, on the presence of God. A river that never runs dry. You don't quit. You don't quit. You don't quit. You don't give up. And I'll tell you, my brother, when you live disconnected from this treasure, you will quit. You will run into a bad space and a bad place. So get back into understanding and embrace and celebrate what you have received. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Oh, come on, put a smile on your face. Look like you're listening to good news because this is for every believer. This is for you, your future. God has uh, released this for you in Jesus' name. So uh, put your hand on your heart. I have to fly away, not to glory, but to Johannesburg and say this morning, say, I have a treasure. Help me, Holy Spirit, to treasure this treasure that you deposited within me. I thank you that I have an unction from you to function in life according to your plan and your purpose for my life. I believe this. I receive this. In Jesus' name, I cannot fail. Say it, I cannot fail. Say it, I cannot fail. Because God, you are my source. Christ in me, the hope of glory. No one else. I want you to say no one else deserves the glory. No one else. No one else. Because if it's not Lord of all, He's not Lord at all. While every head is bowed and every eye closed, you came into this place and you say, Pastor, the moment I walked in, I felt the love of God. I felt something that I've never felt before. I've been looking for that feeling in another relationship. I've been looking for that, that love in the wrong place. I want to say to you, my friend, He's here. That's the love of God. And He will not judge you. He doesn't know how to turn His back on you. All He's asking you today is to come as you are. All He's asking you is to come as you are because it's the love of God that leads men and women to repentance. You say, Pastor, I've been looking for it in many places, but I'm still empty. What Pastor had said this morning, that treasure, that treasure, that treasure is available. That treasure is available. This morning, you need to surrender. You need to surrender. 
the third Sunday of January, you say, but, but I'm not going to have a year like 2023. You need to let go all the what-ifs and you need to come as you are. While believers praying, if that is you, I just want you to lift your hand because that treasure, that hope of glory is available this morning. It needs one thing. It needs you to surrender. That's all He asks is to surrender because that's how much God loves you. I'm going to ask once more, if that is you, lift your hand because heaven is watching. Hands all over. Hands all over. Hands all over. Heaven is standing on attention. Heaven is watching. While believers pray, I want to ask those that raise their hands to come to the front. I would like to come to your seat, but I cannot get to every seat. I'm asking you, I'm asking you while believers are praying that you will come as you are. Come as you are. And whatever, whatever stops that treasure, lay it down at the feet of Jesus this morning. You, you, you made heaven party. There's a party in heaven. There's a party in heaven. There's a huge party. I had a day like this, the 1st of October, 1989. I had a day, 33 years ago, I had a day. I want to say to each one of you, God loves you. They're coming. God loves you. Whatsoever, whosoever tried to distort the picture of the Father, get it out of your life because He loves you. I want you to say to yourself, God loves me. Maybe you've never said it to yourself because somebody lied to you. He loves you. He loves you. He's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. Each one of you, this is a new day. Amen. This is a new day. I want you to put your hand on your heart. Nothing will happen to you. You're just going to experience His love. Say, Father God, I come to you just as I am. I know this morning I can't change myself. I come and I surrender. I give you the key of my life. I ask you to become that treasure Pastor had spoke about. The Bible says in Romans 10 verse 9 and 10, if I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ 
has been raised from the death, I will be saved. I make a decision this morning. I forgive myself. And I know that you washed me, that you cleansed me. Because one drop of that blood can wash the whole world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. What a life-changing word from Pastor Adbos. We know that this word will have a great impact in your life. And if you're in one of our locations, feel free to visit us for our celebration services every Sunday. For more information, visit our website at crcchurch.com.